Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I am good. Good. This is Rumor Has It. This is episode 27. 27. And which is very ironic and sometimes things happen, just happy accidents. Uh, we are very excited to talk to Rachel, who is the uh, Air Force Marathon Director. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. And this is what year of the marathon? This is year 27. Oh my gosh. See, that couldn't have been any better. I know. Right? And that's, we didn't even plan it. We it's didn't. Amazing. Sometimes that's when the greatest things happen. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, we tout in Fairborn being the only community uh, with through which the Air Force Marathon travels. That is correct. We're very proud of that. And we're very proud of and happy to have the relationship we do with you and and Wright Patterson to bring that to Fairborn. Let's talk a little bit. This is the 27th year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the marathon for anybody who may not know? Sure. <laughs> it shouldn't be anybody, but let's <laughs> let's give them some background information first. Sure. So we are going into year 27 of the Air Force Marathon. So our event, while called the Air Force Marathon, we actually have a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, the full marathon. And then we also have a relay series and a challenge series and a kids run. Wow. So we kind of have something for everybody, honestly, yeah. which oftentimes um, can get lost in our title a little bit. So um, we always want to make sure that people know that we literally have it for everybody. Wow. So in, in the sequence of events, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Friday is the 5K. Mm-hmm, the 5K and the kids run. And that happens at Wright State. Yes. Uh, and then Saturday is the spaghetti dinner. Actually, the pasta dinner is on Friday night. I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. And so we have that Friday night. Um, it's a buffet style. So it's open from 530 to 830 p.m. Okay. And tickets are open for anybody can purchase those, not just uh, runners or participants, but it's open to the public. Oh, great. Um, so we happily welcome community members to come in for that. It's held inside the museum. So it's a pretty cool experience yeah, yeah, to sit down and like have dinner with the planes all around you. Um, a lot of pomp and circumstance involved with um, the Air Force Band of Flight is there, guest speaker, things like that. So, oh. yeah, that's Friday night. Fantastic. And cool. Saturday, is there an event? Saturday, there's a few events. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, we've got the 10K kicks off at 630 a.m. Right. And then at 730 is the half and the full um, and the relay takes off with um, that as well because the relay runs the full course. Okay. Um, and so those are the Saturday events, plus just uh, the finish line activities and things like that happening there on site at the museum. And the start and finish line is at the museum. It is. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do an amazing thing here in Fairborn for anybody that does not know. We do what's called the fly zone mm-hmm. uh, and a group of very interested local folks. Uh, I'll give Linda Riff a lot of credit. I think she's been Good. there from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, put this group together to help uh, cheer on the folks that come through our downtown as part of the marathon. I I didn't know what to expect a few years ago when I went the first time. It was fantastic. Yeah, the Fly Zone is an amazing uh, part of what happens uh, in our partnership with Fairborn. We love working with you guys because um, it it runs itself kind of in the way that they get excited about what's happening. And our runners absolutely love um, the the crowd that's in downtown Fairborn, the, um, you know, all the hub that's happening while they come through this area. They run through a really pretty historic um, street, if if I know my streets correctly down here. Um, uh, in the historic district of Fairborn. So um, it's a really fun and great part of our full marathon course. Yeah. Yeah. And Megan, you've run the marathon. Yep. Um, What was it like coming through Fairborn? So, so when I ran it, it was miles eight through 10. I believe that's before they switched Mm -hmm. the, the course. So we were still doing okay, but I mean, it was, it was still a boost of energy. And I mean, you turn the corner coming out, at that point from uh, towards it's where they had just cut off, you know, cough, not cough, sure. broad street yep. and 444. So, you know, we kind of turned the corner onto main street and, you know, the band was playing there. And I mean, you could just, you could feel the energy. I mean, the, the positivity was palpable as you were running through main street. And I mean, it was just amazing. And people were cheering for us and we were, way towards the back. I mean, it's not like we were in the first, you know, block of runners. I think we we started down Main Street, I think probably around 10 o'clock. And the first block of elite runners probably was through Main Street at, 
probably around eight or not. I mean, eight, you know, seven, eight at seven thirty, eight o'clock. It was quick. Yeah, it's not like (laughs) there should have been a lot of people there. And but they were there and they stayed. And, um, you know, John is there announcing people as they come through downtown and which is awesome. Yeah. Um, And I I just there's no other part. And I've always said this. There's no other part of the marathon that is like that other than the finish line. Mm -hmm. And and that to me is what makes the fly zone so amazing is all of those people and all of that energy Mm -hmm. is there. Um, and especially now where mm-hmm. it's towards the later part of the race, because for us, that's what was missing. I mean, you get to some of those miles past yeah. like, when you're halfway past in, the halfway point, that block, because that's yep. what we needed. Like yeah. <laughs> we, we, we hit that cause you get this huge boost of energy at like eight through 10. And then we hit that like half mile and it's like, Oh, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, now so it's miles now, 14 and 15 yeah. going into 16 even. And, uh, that's where a lot of the runners hit their walls. Yep. So oh. it's really a good uh, space to have the fly zone. It's part of the reason why the the course got changed a little bit a few years back, um, because being on the base is unique for a lot of reasons. But there's not always the crowd throughout the miles yeah. of the course. So sure. what is provided in downtown Fairborn with the fly zone is a boost to all those runners coming through. So yeah, I can imagine that's even more of you know, that energy that the people need, especially towards the back when it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause, right. cause right. you know, mentally, especially for us, it's like, whew, we got, we were halfway done, but you're halfway done. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that mental, like, dang, I still got like half of it left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Are you a marathon half over? Are you marathon? <laughs> right. I mean, so, <laughs> are you, are you positive or negative about this? And so, right. you know, to have that, to have that fly zone be where it is now. I mean, I, I can imagine for a lot of people doing the marathon that that is a huge, huge aspect for them. Sure. Uh, just to get that positive mm-hmm. energy coming through. Uh, having been able to go to the expo, and we'll talk about the expo in a minute um, and talk to some of the family members who maybe aren't running the race, but have a family, they came with their family member who's mm-hmm. running yeah. um, the the full marathon and getting a chance to ask them, you know, would you like to come to downtown and, and see your loved one run? And mm-hmm. give me a funny look and, We'll put you on a bus at the starting line, bring you to downtown Fairborn. You can get out, mm-hmm. cheer them on, get back on the bus and watch them finish. Yeah. And that really is a unique thing. I mean, it that's is. a pretty incredible thing for some people. And we get a good amount of people to take us up on that offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bus is provided uh, there at the start line, like you said. Yeah. So they actually can see their runner start right. potentially um, and then get on the bus to come to the downtown Fairborn. And be down here, and then there's um, certain times that the buses leave from Fairborn to right. take them back to the finish line. And it is a really cool thing, um, especially because uh, leaving and, and parking and all that can be a hassle. So providing that opportunity for spectators to see their full marathoner is a, a really cool thing. And I have noticed when someone is running the marathon coming down Grand Avenue uh, and happen to see their loved one, you do perk up. I mean, they oh, do yeah. perk up. I it mean, makes it a difference. A, yeah. It's almost like an adrenaline boost mm-hmm. right there. That So it's pretty incredible yeah. to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So before we get into the expo, let's talk about your history with the marathon. So this is your first full year as the director. It is. Yes. Um, you picked up last year, midway point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a, a history with the marathon. You want to talk about your history with the marathon? Sure. Um, I've been with the marathon since 2014. Okay. I started out as the office administrator. So learned a lot of things in that role when you answer phone calls and all the crazy questions that come oh. through. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> very good starting point for me. Um, but then in 20, uh, 2018, I moved into the events manager role which oversees the expo, the pasta dinner, um, kind of all the extra events that we do, not directly related to the race. Um, And then in 2019, moved into the assistant director role, and here I am today as the director. So I have been in this role since um, July of 2022. And the the marathon did not run in 20 and 21, correct? Correct, correct. Due to COVID. Because of COVID and and the level that was at Mm -hmm. Wright-Patterson. Correct. what was it like then? So what's been the challenge then trying to pick back up in 22, which would have been last year, our first year back uh, post COVID? Yeah, definitely being um, on a, uh, I don't even want to call it a break because we still held our virtual, the event virtually. That's right. yeah, that's right. So people could still register to participate during those years. And we still had a lot of people with us through that, which was um, really 
really great and yeah. um, very unique experience. I think probably all of us could say we learned uh, during that time frame how to do life a little differently. Mm-hmm. And the running industry was no different. So we got creative and, and, and whatnot. So once we got through that and we were planning for 2022 and coming back in person, um, they're just the challenges because I mean, uh, quite frankly, the world changed. And so right. that reshapes what the industry looks like. It looks, you know, different for, um, how you produce events and, um, you know, people, uh, have different goals and objectives and things. So, um, it's been a lot of fun challenges maybe in some aspects too, because, um, like for me personally, as the director, one thing we've really focused on is getting back into the community a lot and trying to engage with, um, you know, businesses and organizations and really rebuilding those relationships to partner together because that's, what it's really all about. So, um, in that aspect, while challenging, it's also been a lot of fun to re-engage with, um, uh, different people and organizations that probably during COVID, you know, you kind of lose some, lost some of that capacity. Sure. So, um, and then as far as our runners go, just hearing their stories and seeing their excitement, like being back last year on the start line and the finish line, like I can't even really put it into words because just that feeling of, wow, like we're back, you right. know, and it's so good just to see all of our people out there again and just the excitement and the engagement and just, um, yeah, I mean, we missed that during COVID. So sure. it's, it's been really good to be back. And we're not talking about a few hundred runners. I mean, you have 10,000 plus uh, running. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot to manage. What's your biggest challenge when you're putting on a, hmm. a marathon of that size? Because it's not a small feat. Hmm. Well, it could have been on the day you ask, I guess. <laughs> uh, biggest challenge. Um, you know, I, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I would say just the changes that have occurred within the industry as a whole, um, put a whole new spin on how we market And um, relearning our audience in some ways. Of course, you have your standard like runners who we have a group called the stars who have been out for every single marathon. You know, this will be their 27th year. It's pretty amazing. Um, But, you know, you have the, the younger generation rising up who has a completely different view of what does running even mean? Sure. Or um, people who, you know, during COVID maybe took up a new hobby. So how do you draw them back in? What's unique about us? Um, you know, and and why run? And and by the way, <laughs> what what a lot of people don't know, and this is this is actually like um, fun fact for everybody to kind of maybe learn in this this moment. Uh, you don't have to run to participate. Okay. So you can walk. And, and a lot of times I think that can, um, be, uh, muddled in the, the, the expression of what a marathon beholds to most of the general public, yeah. but like a 5k, a 10k, the half, they're all walkable. And even the full, I would say you could walk it. You have to keep, uh, maintain a 16 minute, uh, mile pace right. to be able to do it, but that's, that's a fast walk. So, I mean, quite honestly, you know, it's not just for those crazy runners, as as right. as we like to say, as Megan would say, crazy, runners. yeah, crazy runners, huh. crazy runners, now, those crazy people out there. <laughs> now, the year before COVID, I attended the breakfast that you put together, and yeah. the speaker at the time uh, was kind of a pioneer in a certain method of running, where it's a run of a couple minutes, walk a minute, yes, the Galloway minutes, method, and, and that was fascinating. I mean, and so you don't, like you said, you don't have to run if every. 26.2 miles right. of this marathon, uh, there are ways you could get through it by doing a combination of both. Yep. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Run, walk. Um, we actually have a pace group that comes and participates with our event um, that is set up for people who want to run, walk. And let's say you want to finish the half marathon in two hours and 30 minutes. You can find this pace group at our expo and talk to them and connect with them. And then race morning, you find them and you stick with them and they'll help you finish that race in two hours and 30 minutes Interesting. using that run walk method. And then right. we also have a running pace group, which does the same, but sure. yeah. So, I mean, there's variety of methods out there. I do need to add though. Yeah. If you've not trained oh, doing right. the run walk right. method, well. I mean, I just, 
because people sometimes people hear that to be and fair it, and it's true. like oh that's awesome I can do that. And <laughs> if you've not, if you've not already been practicing and training that way, you just can't. That is a valid point. You Megan. just can't walk up to that and think, oh, I'm going to find that pace group and be able to run with that. Cause that's, that's not. We're not encouraging anybody to go from couch to 26.2 miles, right? <laughs> no. I wouldn't encourage that. Right. That no. would be very difficult. No. Yeah. Cause it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Um, we ran walked and that's, I mean, that's typically what, what we do anymore. Um, Cause mm-hmm. To be honest, just flat out running 13.1 miles or 26.2, that does not sound fun. I will run, walk it um, or run, jog it, um, you know, because it's it's just better on my body at 42 years old to do that. Uh, Right. And I mean, the sense of accomplishment is actually accomplishing it, right? It isn't necessarily, I mean, you run against yourself at some point, right? And you want to continue to do better and get better times, but- just it's the thrill of going across the finish line is the key, yeah. right? It's yeah. finishing alive. Yeah, right? I mean, you want to get there and <laughs> yeah, remember it. And it's an accomplishment. Like, I, wanna, I mean, yeah. I want to cross the finish line It literally line is. And it doesn't matter your distance. They're all accomplishments, yeah. right. you know? And everybody's got a different reason for being out there. It's one of the things that I love about the job is hearing the stories of why people run or walk or yeah. participate, you know, because it's just... Um, it's just incredible to hear some of the goals, some of the, uh, heartache, quite frankly, that some of them have faced. And then, you know, the excitement and the joy that they get when they cross that finish line, you know, to celebrate that victory and be a part of that is like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned crazy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, so Megan. one of the things that I noticed last year when we were headed to, uh, the race on Saturday morning and we were, we were there early. <laughs> and I think I think we were driving. It was probably anywhere five o'clock ish. I mean, we were out early. Mm-hmm. Just we wanted to be there. And one of the things that we noticed were everything at each of the aid stations were already set up where we were at. And it just it struck me. One. Holy cow. Right. You have so many volunteers that you have mm-hmm. to coordinate or mm-hmm. that you have a team member that has to coordinate all of these volunteers, not only off base, but on base. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. But two, that there are opportunities for volunteers, even if people don't want to run. Sure. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, for this capacity in this, you know, mm-hmm. forum that we're talking about here that that's an important point is mm-hmm. that, you know, if people want to participate with the marathon, there are so many ways that they can do that. Um, and volunteering is such a great way to do that. Oh yeah. I mean, the reality is we could not do our event without the volunteers. It takes 2000 volunteers no kidding. over the course of the weekend to accomplish everything. I mean, obviously so our small little staff of eight <laughs> Could not do all of that. Right. Like, so it it is really uh, incredible to work with those volunteers and just the excitement that they get out of that, too. Uh, but, it you know, they're pulling some weird hours yeah. that weekend. Um, and just being alongside of us, really, um, you know, our partners in what we're doing, yeah. for and, sure. And they are as equally necessary, like, as you are running, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're as excited. Mm-hmm. At at yeah. some points of the race, as you know, the people in Fairborn. Um, oh yeah, I mean, so and along the course, those volunteers at like the hydration stations, yeah, for example, actually. like they're your crowd support. So um, they bring excitement for hours yeah. and hours yeah. out there cheering for people. So yeah. and passing out the water and yeah, and the hoist. So it's yeah, it's definitely um, n- necessary, and we value them highly. Okay. I was going to ask before just. We mentioned crazy runners. If you are a crazy runner, there's a way you could do more than just one event for this thing, right? Like you have a special oh, medal yeah. for people to do <laughs> something I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but talk yeah. about that. If so you don't it's mind. called the Fly Fight Win Challenge. So we have uh, the Fly Fight Win Half or the Fly Fight Win Full. What that means is <laughs> they are registered and they participate in the 5K Friday night. And then Saturday morning, they participate in the 10K followed immediately by the half marathon or the 10K followed immediately by the full marathon. So they're putting in a lot of miles back to back. And um, 
especially with the 10K and then either the half or the full being literally back to back, you know, um, that a lot of them are finishing that 10K and literally crossing the finish line and getting to the start line and going for their next distance. So how many folks do you think do that every year? Do you know? Mm, we have, uh, well, it depends, but you know, up to 300 okay. doing that. Yeah. Split between kind of the two distances. It's nuts when you're like watching <sighs> it too. Like, yeah. Oh, like to see the 10K runners coming in as you're getting ready to run your race. It's just stupid. Like, <laughs> I mean, they can't be gassed, right? They, but they've just run. They've just run seven miles, three point six point four for the ten k. Ten k, yeah, six point two. Six point two, and yeah. then yeah, they run another. What's another twenty six point? I mean, that's you know, a lot of them feel that way. I mean, but yeah. to be fair, I mean, really, it's a really cool medal. Yeah, that you get. I bet when you it do is. It. Yeah, right. But which would be fine, but you have you have to keep it under a. So the 10K, you have to finish it within like an hour and 10, 15 minutes, basically. Which, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if you're going to do back to back, you're yeah. fast enough to run it in that. I mean, I say hour. if you can like push through your 10K and finish it within the hour and 10, then you can go a little easier on your half marathon. You have seven hours to do the half. Oh, if you really right. need okay. that full amount of time, you have that time. The course is open that long. I, uh, uh, right. I mean, that's... I'm thinking Megan's saying no, thank you. <laughs> I want to be. I was out there for six hours and like twenty some minutes for a full for marathon. Fall, I do yeah. not want to be out there for that long for a half marathon. <laughs> to each their own. To each right. their own. Right. Yeah, but it is a cool uh, option for those three hundred or so that love it. I'll still do my five k and the half though. Okay. Do you have a medal for that? Other than the two that I'm already getting. The, Not yet. The fly fight, the fly, the fly win. Fly, yeah, fly. <laughs> the fly. Yeah. People can still register. Yes, for we, any yes. of the races. Yes, all distances are still open right now. So usafmarathon.com. We'll put that in the show notes. If anyone wants to check that, they can sign up. Yeah, that's the um, same place you can go to. By the way, if you want to volunteer. Oh, perfect. So there's a tab for registration, and then there's a tab for volunteering. Great. Um, and you you get a medal for finishing mm-hmm. each race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I've never finished a, a race like that. So talk about the, and you both have done it. Talk about the experience of like just going across that finish line. What's that, what's that like? Is it a, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to both of you cause you both have done it, but. I mean, I, it, it's an amazing feeling for me. It, right. it, I mean, there's usually um, every race I've ever done. There's some kind of challenge that, I don't always know it in the moment of when I'm training, but when I get through and I cross that finish line and I look back on all those months, I'm like, man, that was worth it. And I learned this. Usually I'm learning about myself a lot in the process. That's just, that's me personally, Um, as well as using it as sort of like a a healthy release for, you know, stress or uh, other things that pile up in life. Right. So running is, is an outlet. So when you cross that finish line for me, it's, it's like a journey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm. No. It really is for me. It's great. I remember. Nice. So I remember the first half marathon I did. It was the year that uh, how was his name? One of the uh, like Mo or um, Meb. Meb was Meb. there. Yeah, Meb. And he's like one of the most. Uh, he's Olympic. Incredible <laughs> runners, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had finished so hard. Like, and I was like, we finished in, I think, three hours and like 15 minutes, which I was really happy with my very first yeah. half marathon. Mm-hmm. And I was about ready to lose all my cookies right. that I had mm-hmm. in my belly. And then I saw him and he, we were like, just happened to be in the line where he was giving us our medals. And I just kept thinking, <laughs> Do not get sick on this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my first thought crossing the finish line was don't get sick on right. this man. But, you know, it, I was I was proud of myself for that. But it wasn't until. I think I knew I wasn't satisfied because I knew I still had one more left. And it wasn't until the, the marathon. And I remember at mile 21. Because we had trained up to, I think, 20 miles. As our, was our training mile 21 my airpods died oh. and it and it fell out and i thought i'm done i don't want to do this anymore mm. right like 
I want to, I just want to quit. Mm -hmm. I don't, this, this sucks. My feet hurt. I'm hungry. (laughs) I could eat literally anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember thinking you have already come 20 miles on your own two feet. Like nobody got you this far. You literally have less than two, five K's to go. So, you know, you push through and then you cross that finish line. And it was just, first it was just kind of this relief and I just want to sit down and it didn't strike me until the next day of just this, Oh my gosh. Like, and it was almost this feeling of invincibility and that's not an arrogant invincibility, but it's like, I just did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and at, at certain times there were just moments of like worship and like just this, like a spiritual moment of, you know, just being out and just realizing that I can't, I can't do things. Like it's not, it's not all me that there are other, that there are other things that allow me to do things. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, it is probably one of the best moments of my life was crossing that finish line mm-hmm. because it, not only did I prove to myself that, that I, I am capable of doing things, but, um, that I'm like the next day I'm like, Psh, walk 26.2 miles. There are some people that didn't even drive 26.2 miles <laughs> That's yesterday. Right. That's right. Yeah. I thought that while I was sitting on my couch, right. <laughs> yeah, one, but you did it not the one day before, move, but yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was probably one of the first times in my life that I had a personal internal sense of pride in myself. Mm. Um, and which for me, that doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was, it was really amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Is running your therapy. It is, it is a form, definitely a form of therapy for me. Um, I am not a fast runner. I will never be in your elite category. I am okay with that. Yeah. I, I, that's not why I'm out there. I highly admire those who have that ability, but it will never be me. Um, I'm out there for me, you know? Right. Um, so when I first took up running actually was back in 2008 and, um, I don't want to bore you with the whole story, but essentially, you know, running had been something that I would say, I can't, I can't, I just can't, Right. I'm not a runner. I can't do it. And I was sitting on the finish line of the Air Force Marathon, actually, at that time, not not an employee. Um, I was actually a volunteer. Yeah. And um, I watched these people cross and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I just had like a mind shift. But in the process of starting that training and it really did become a therapy for me. Um, sure. And it has served as that for me, you know, through the years. And um uh, it is hard for me. It is not necessarily my natural capability. Um, but every time, even on my like, you know, couple mile runs that I just go out in the morning, um, I just, I love it. It just makes me feel like, um, I don't know, like little weight lifts off for a short period of time because it kind of lets my thoughts flow. You know, it gives me that sense of, um, okay, I'm ready to start my day. You know, and uh, so, yeah. So we talked before this, you run in the morning. I do. Yes. Um, and this is, I'm asking this, but you don't have to tell me is, is that your time then to get ready for the day or do you process what happened the day before? I mean, what's going through your mind as you're, as you're running or is it just, Hey, I'm out here to myself. I get some, <laughs> some me time to do. Just be myself. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of like, okay, this is me time. But I, I would say it's more like the opportunity to sort of um, process those thoughts. Sometimes like I can come up with a great idea during that time. Um, I I enjoy writing. So a lot of times my thought processes becomes later what I like write down. Or maybe, you know, something I want to work through with the team at the marathon. Yeah. You know, Um so, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of process time for me and not in a way that, um, is like, oh, I'm going to sit and dwell on this, but no, it's like, okay, X, Y, Z, 
here's what's happening. And my brain just sort of can work through it better when I'm running. It's weird. I don't have an explanation to it, but I would say, you know, it definitely serves as that for me. Yeah. Like it shakes off the dust, right? You know, there's like this meme out there and um, I don't know. I couldn't point you to it if I tried probably, but there's a runner and then behind her is like all these words. So it almost looks like a gust of wind, like okay. going behind her, but it's like all these words, like whatever you want to insert, you know, fear, frustration, exhaustion, you know, a lot of it's negativity. Sure. So I don't want to paint the picture that I'm this negative person because that's no. not really the case, but you, everybody ha- has things, right? Sure. So when I'm running, those things sort of just like have the ability to flow off of me. And that meme kind of stuck with me because it was like a picture of what happens for me when I'm running. Those things sort of just kind of flow out and go away in the wind for a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We mentioned the expo. Let's talk about that too, because mm-hmm. starting on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, is the opening of the yep. Air Force Marathon Expo that happens at the Nutter Center. Yep. Talk a little bit about what that event is and what purpose it serves. For sure. The so the Health and Fitness Expo um, takes place the Thursday and Friday, the week of the event. So this year it's September 14, 15. Um, and it's at the Nutter Center there at Wright State University. And on Thursday, it's from 3 to 7. On Friday, it's from uh, 11 to 8 p.m. And um, what goes on there is um, a variety of things. So it's where the runners come, the participants come, you know, to pick up their their race bibs and their shirts. Um, It's where, you know, the athletes come to uh, browse the vendors. So there's uh, a variety of vendors at the expo um, and that's open to anybody. So sponsors are part of that. If if an organization is a sponsor, Mm. um, you know, uh, City of Fairborn, I believe, is there. We are. you know, promoting everything that goes on in Fairborn. Fairborn Fly Zone, I think, also has a, yep. a boost space. But then there's also like um, running companies that are there that sell products. Um, and there's, you know, health um, and fitness products as a whole. So not even just necessarily running, but, you know, protein bars and shakes or whatever. So yeah. there's a variety of things inside of that expo. And it's open to the public. So um, participants come pick up their stuff. But, you know, anybody could walk off the street and come in and and see what's going on there, buy stuff, hang out. Um, We've got a a mobility clinic that takes place for lower, um, lower amputees. So that is um, you can find that information on our website. And that's open for the public as well. So, um, you know, anybody who is a a lower amputee. lower extremity amputee, you know, can come participate. We actually have, um, like gold medals, uh, uh, para athlete Olympians that come in and, and help do those clinics. Um, and we have a yoga session that goes on there. So, uh, it's, it's got a variety of things. It's probably one of the most, uh, better organized in terms of you can't just show up and walk around willy nilly at this expo. You have to start at point A mm-hmm. to get to point B. And I, I, I know why it's not a very large space to do that. So getting people float in, in the same direction is great. But I would, even if you aren't a runner, it's really interesting. Some of the stuff that's there, it's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, a lot of, you know, if you're into like the little freebies, you can come get some freebies. Oh yeah. There's great. Um, yeah. yeah. There's some great <laughs> You freebies. fill a whole bag with stuff. It's <laughs> great. And then, yeah, so it's it's and if you're a people person, extrovert like I am, it's a great opportunity just to strike up a conversation mm-hmm. because somebody will stop at your booth, and mm-hmm. so it's really great. If you're yeah. not even if you're not a runner, I recommend going to the expo. Yeah, it's a it's a fun place to pop in. Mm-hmm. Um, the the marathon you mentioned uh, mobility issues, people with lower extremity mm-hmm. amputees, um, they're also part of the marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about you know we get some world class athletes in that. Uh, venue also correct yeah, we have a wheeled division um and so that entails both push rim or hand cycles um and we have like roughly usually about 25 yeah. of those participants and uh that is for they the 5k or the full marathon division yeah. um and so uh, yeah they come out and they're i mean their capabilities are just amazing those hand cyclists on the full marathon will finish in about, you know, an hour and a half or something like that. Just the they're uh, because they're, you know, most of them have the uh, some type of lower extremity issue that they're in a, a wheelchair or the, the hand cycle. Right. Um, they're like their arm strength oh, is just insane. it's amazing yeah. to to watch their athleticism um, and their determination, too. Yeah. It's 
it's a really cool thing to have them participate with us. And and that's not, I mean, like you said, those folks come through and when they come through, they're on a really good pace. I mean, mm-hmm. they're really coming through and those folks are working. I mean, the dedication on their face and just the concentration they're mm-hmm. using to get through there is pretty incredible. Yeah, it really so it is. It's really cool to, to see that. And they're usually the first ones that come through because yep. I think they probably go a little earlier. Yeah, than, they start just ahead of the actual um, participants. So give so them that those, head start. Those folks come through and it's really cool to see that, mm-hmm. that happen. So yeah. Anything we missed? Anything about the marathon? That no, I don't the, know. I could talk about marathon all day long. So. I do want you to talk about uh, the green initiative. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, sure. Like the sustainable. Yes, the sustainability program that we have. Yeah. So we started this in 2019. And um, what we do is we partner with the Council for Responsible Sport, which is an initiative um, which actually also partners with United Nations wow. for um, uh, all the environmental issues that we face. And um, the Council Council for Responsible Sport uh, is specifically designed to work with the sporting industry. So football, baseball, um, you know, those are two key ones because you see so much stadium aspect with that. But um, running is a part of that. And so uh, we partnered into this starting in 2019. And what we do are um, initiatives to uh, uh, better improve the... Um, environmental impact that our event has. So trying to reduce emissions, trying to reduce um, or measure water usage so we can gauge where that's at and how can we improve that. Um, uh, Recycling is a big one that we took on in 2019 to really separate recycling, uh, just regular waste and um, compostable items. Wow. Um, and so you'll see different trash cans spread throughout our finish line venue and even the expo, we incorporated it into there too. Um, and then there's all sorts of measures that come with that with the Council for Responsible Sport to um, certify the event. So we are silver certified, um, which wow. is really exciting. Yeah. Um, there's the next level is gold and then there's evergreen. So uh, this year we're... Uh, Working towards the gold, um, we will be recertified this year, um, but then, uh, uh, you know, we're just continuing to make improved efforts to um, make a difference in that environmental impact. Wow. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No, I'm glad yeah. you got it. Yeah, thanks. That was, yeah, perfect. Anything that we failed to cover that you'd like anybody to know about the marathon? Oh man. I don't know. Like what's, I said, I could talk about it all day long. So <laughs> what's the um, website again, if they want to volunteer or run, run USAF dot. No, sorry. Let me restart that. USAF marathon.com. Okay. Yep. And again, if you're not a runner, but you are interested in doing that or you have somebody that is a runner mm-hmm. come out and volunteer. Yeah. I'd say 2,000 volunteers. 2,000 volunteers. Yep. And so uh, that's open at this point. So um, come on over. We love having new people join us. We love seeing the people come back every year. That's one of my favorite things is, you know, I've been on board now nine years. And so, in fact, tomorrow is my nine-year anniversary. No kidding. Yeah, June 2nd. Actually, yeah. So um, I'm just super excited about seeing these people again and then meeting new people, you know, that want to come out and just be a part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's the Air Force Marathon. Rachel, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. We do have a competing event, though, with what you do on Friday night. Uh, We we used to do Hairborn. Don't look at me. It's not my fault. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We used to do Hairborn. Uh, We we did Hairborn the last couple of years on On the Saturday of the marathon, did it after everybody was down. We decided to, we're changing that event this year and doing it Friday night so mm. that we're out of the way completely. Gotcha. Uh, and not have to worry about, you know, the security issues with trying to get mm. things in there mm-hmm. Saturday morning. So you could go to the spaghetti dinner, mm-hmm. uh, run the 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, spaghetti is Thursday. You could Friday. Uh, Friday. Friday, sorry. You could run the 5K, go to the spaghetti dinner, and then Still. hit up Hairborne afterwards because okay. we'll be going until... Sure. 10 o'clock. Okay. So all right. your event will be over by then. They could do all, all, all three, three things. They and, could. That's very and true. And be fine. So yeah. I guess it's not competing. It's, it's, it's uh, in addition to. In addition right. to. It's Just added, another added event added they it. can put into their weekend. That's right. Yeah. Right. Because that Arena Rock Show will have just gone on by the time the Spaghetti Dinner is done. Perfect. So if you like hair metal, come on out. That Arena Rock Show. Is totally is worth it. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are great. Dude, it's awesome. Um, cool. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to do some updates. So you're welcome to sit in on those. If you want to weigh in on anything, we're going to do some updates here. Um, you're welcome to if you want to. 
Um, okay. No pressure though. If you don't want to, you can. <laughs> but there may be something that catches your eye, and you may want to add something to that. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, I, there's one thing I want to talk about that's not on the notes that Megan gave me. Oh. Um, I forgot to mention this probably two episodes ago, is that Megan celebrated her five fifth year at the city of Fairborn. I did. May the 6th or 7th, Seven. May 7th. It was I'm a sorry. Sunday, though. It was a Sunday. Um, so congratulations on five years. I'm an idiot for not recognizing that before. All good. Uh, but we'll we'll rectify the situation here and embarrass you in some way in front of your fellow employees. Please don't. Employees <laughs> in a later it's not necessary. Uh, so congratulations on five years. Time flies. Mm-hmm. So let's do some. Uh, there you go. Hey, there we go. So nine years for Rachel and five years for Megan. It's great. So let's talk about the weekend. Uh, we had Memorial Day weekend this past weekend, a couple of events uh, downtown. The uh, American Legion did their annual Memorial Day celebration at um, the Fair, cemetery, Fairfield Fair Cemetery Fair. there. Uh, great event. Good turnout. Um, weather was beautiful. Yeah. It was bright and sunny, and I got sure a sunburn. Was. And <laughs> you sure did. It was, <laughs> thank goodness this isn't video <laughs> for many reasons, but especially my uh, my sunburn. And then the Veterans Memorial Group uh, did a hell of a groundbreaking for their new Veterans Memorial that's yep. going to be on Hevel Avenue there. Um, turning over to June, we have today is June 1st as we record this. Which is insane. Which is really insane. Like, uh, I don't I don't know where the year went. Uh, neither do I. I. It's almost, I mean, we're halfway. I know. But it is Pride Month. It is. So, Happy Pride. Uh, we posted on our social media today about um, it being Pride Month. It is. Um, talk about, Megan, there's some events going on in, in Fairborn for Pride. Yeah, so we will actually, we'll do one more, uh, rumor has it, before the, the Pride event, but just so everybody is aware, since this is the first day of Pride Month, the Fairborn Pride event, uh, which is coordinated by Fairborn, the Fairborn Pride Committee and Inclusive Fairborn, uh, is June 23rd from 4 to 8 p.m. downtown at Fifth Third Commons or Main Street Commons. Great. Um, and before... Not really before the event, but to kick off the event, they're having a walk with Pride downtown. I just kind of get. I think they want to visit some of the downtown shops, yep. so they get an opportunity to support downtown business. Yep, uh, as well. And apparently, they're selling T-shirts. So great. I think uh, if you go to the Neighborhood Nest Facebook page, I think Amber has some uh, links there that you can do that. And then we've got the there's a downtown business kind of. Um, Adding on to this as well. Yeah. So the oddity shop, she's going to have an art show, a uh, love is love art show. And she also is looking for artists to be a part of that. Great. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Awesome. So we'll, that's. We'll share some of that information too. Yeah. So Cherish is having a, uh, you said an art show. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, yep. It's Fantastic. called love is love. Fantastic. Um, a couple of other projects that are coming up. If you've been by community park today and I went and saw it, they are repaving all of community park. So if you've ever been to community park, the parking lots were in. Not great shape. No. Uh, we finally uh, had the money and the resources to completely redo every parking lot at Community Park. So if, uh, within the next couple of days, I would think, probably uh, today's Thursday, probably by Monday, they should be all complete. Uh, and all of them? All of them should be complete oh. by Monday. That's the goal. Sweet. So uh, as soon as I say that, though, something will happen and <laughs> will not be done by Monday. But that's the idea is that everything will be completed and, and the park will be back open uh, next week. I'm going to hold so you to it. It's. I know folks are frustrated. You can still get into the park and use it. Uh, you just can't park on any of the parking lots and, and go through it. So yeah, that's so kind of a bummer. Park somewhere else in Fairborn. Just don't tell us where you're parking. Don't tell them that we told you to park there. Correct. Uh, but you can still use the park. You just can't park there. Uh, likewise, you should see some action on Broad Street. We've got the Broad Street Phase uh, two, 2 coming up. And yes. that it's uh, great that Rachel's here. That actually affected the marathon this year because... Mm-hmm. As you know, Marathon comes through Fairborn. We had to adjust the routes mm-hmm. and get it recertified. I yep. uh, appreciate you working with us on that. I, hopefully this will be completed by next year and we can go back if, or keep the route the same, whatever you prefer, but we'll be able to use Broad Street again. Yeah, well, I appreciate the communication. It makes a difference. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you've been downtown, you know that at the middle, in the middle of Central and Main, uh, the monument, the, the Veterans Memorial that's been there has been damaged for a while. longer than I would like to admit. Yep. Um, we finally have some movement there with the Veterans Memorial opening or doing their groundbreaking on Hebel. Uh, we intend to work with that group to remove the memorial from downtown uh, yes. and place the black granite that's on the end of those um, monuments in the new Veterans Memorial. So what our folks will be doing uh, starting Monday is they will be going in there and removing all the granite, all the lava rock, and replacing the flagpole. Uh, so we will yeah. have a new flagpole in there 
uh, I think, and I'm going to go on a limb and say by July 3rd and 4th. So if you come for the parade, uh, the flagpole should be there and we should have a flag on it. So that okay. will be that will be good. I feel, I feel comfortable about that one. Better than I do about the community park thing. Okay, good. Uh, but I feel good about that. I'll hold you to that one too. Uh, there, you'll see some things on our social media about some traffic issues there in, in yes. that for a day or two uh, while we're doing some work over there for a few days. So please be patient. Give us some grace right. while we go through and do that. Yeah, and be nice. Uh, Megan, you went and saw some cool f- police training. We did. A couple weeks ago. So, Want to talk about that? Yeah, so last week the police uh, department, they were out at uh, Twin Towers Park and they were doing... Every year they do qualifying um, training, which means they have to do like target shooting. Right. Um, again, just to kind of keep up their qualifications for that. Um, they do that in the morning and then in the afternoon they do some scenario training. And uh, this year it was just defensive training uh, with vehicles. And then they did something called force on force. And <laughs> they basically took um, souped up paintballs at they weren't paintballs. They were I mean, basically, they were bullets, but. Like an airsoft, like an, a harder, thicker a, airsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, they were basically doing stuff if they ever got engaged in a shootout. Basically, it was just a training uh, to keep them them safe. And I mean, it's just fascinating what they do, uh, not only to keep the public safe, but to keep themselves safe in certain scenarios. And um, it's just, it's pretty cool to see them train and, and just the level that they go to, to train. Um again, to keep each other safe and then themselves yeah. uh, and the public safe. And then our uh, fire department also is doing some training. They're doing some water training. Um, so they are currently at Wright State uh, this week and using their swimming pool. Uh, they're doing some water training, getting everybody kind of uh, trained up on uh, boat rescues and uh, water rescue. Which is a new thing that our uh, fire department has not had until recently. Correct. They started to do more of the water rescue Correct. Uh, capability. Yep. And this is the second phase. So the first phase was just kind of lecture training yeah. uh, with that. This is the second phase where they're doing the, the kind of the pool training. And then the third phase of it is they're going to go into the river. So we'll get some good video footage and images and put that all together. And with, you know, the Mad River, the Hebel Creek and some other waterways, yep. it makes sense to have some training on how to do some water rescues yep. um, when so that does good. happen. So that's, that's fantastic. And then we had our first time market. We did of the season yesterday. We did, and it was uh, so. If you were if you were there, uh, we had three food trucks. We had the Olympia Queen. She always has good food. She's great. Oh I gosh. got some yesterday. Uh, Holy Smokes Barbecue and uh, what the taco. Yep. Um, and when I left, uh, they all were packed with people waiting for food. Um, and if you visited the market itself, um, there weren't a lot of vendors. Right. Um, and that's because we're still early in the season. Uh, so there's not a lot of produce right. uh, being uh, produced yet. So, but we do anticipate more vendors for uh, later in the summer, but there were still quite a few there that um, are still pretty faithful and getting their stuff out. And we have a pretty good variety of things coming to the market. So we encourage you to continue to do that. Uh, every other, every Wednesday, other than the last one is 10 to two. And then every last Wednesday of the month, it's always three to seven with uh, a food truck rally. And I went by after I think the dinner rush had already passed. It was close to six ish, yeah. a little after six o'clock. And I tried to get. Uh, there's one vendor that does uh, some fry pies there yeah. at the the market. Um, Dinah. And they were sold out. Oh wow! <laughs> so Good. Good. Um, I did, however, get a peanut butter cookie that was to die for. So they were <laughs> they were really good. So yeah, and Olympia Queen, those bar- oh, food trucks are terrific. So. If you need something to do the last Wednesday of the month, yeah, come down to the night market. Otherwise, come 10 to 2 and, and hit up the regular market. And yep. uh, There's always some good vendors there. and some. Now's the time to get your plants. If you need a yeah, tomato plants. plant, something to plant, they have, it, they have it there for you. So, Anything we forgot, Megan? That's all I got. All right, Rachel, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, this has been Rumor Has It. We will see you around town. Okay, Rachel, we're going to do an Easter egg with you today. Okay. Right? Yes. Um, for those of you that have not been a part of this, there is a breakfast that takes place uh, on Friday morning. Mm, that is a change this year, actually. Okay. So we had the breakfast in the past open to the public. This year, we're shifting all of that public ability to just the pasta dinner. Okay. Yep. 
So I may or may not get to go to the breakfast this year. Uh, the breakfast okay. will still be hosted, but it will be for sponsors. Okay. And city partners. Um, Good. You'll we, still be there. Thank we like, you. We like to Thank you. That. We love that. <laughs> um, you typically have a speaker. I mentioned you know, Mr. Galloway was there and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of funny because uh, I, for some reason, am at the front table uh, as I guess a dignitary. I appreciate that. Even yeah, though well, I, Fairborn is I a should, big part of what we do. Even so. though I feel like I should be in the back with, you know, all the other folks. But I was sitting next to Mr. and Mrs. Galloway. Uh, and not being a runner, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> I was freaking um, out because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Jim Galloway. <laughs> uh, and I had, uh, I mean, I literally had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. And so at one point I introduced myself to him and I'm like, so what do you do? <laughs> and it, uh, unfortunately for him, even after he said it, I still didn't know. Like I had. And then, of course, he's the he's the keynote speaker and he's this amazing man and has done this amazing thing. And he was really funny and really like he was sweetest. Mm-hmm. guy I could ever imagine. So I felt afterwards, I'm like, I'm sorry. I had, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I had no idea. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. It's all good. But this man like invented this method that millions of people probably use to, yeah. to run races. Anyway, the moral of the story is you do a, a breakfast speaker mm-hmm. uh, and this year is no different. And we're going to announce the breakfast speaker as part of this Easter egg. So who do you have speaking? Yes. So this year at the pasta dinner, there we go. We are going to have Brian Slade. So um, he's probably not necessarily a common name to the public, but I hope that he will become that um, from being at our event. He is a, uh, uh, as we like to say, a true force to be reckoned with. He is an accomplished veteran, a writer, an entrepreneur um, with a wealth of experience in a variety of fields. He has 25 years of military experience, um, both in the Army and the Air Force, and he has earned numerous decorations um, for his service, including the Distinguished Flying Cross, the Bronze Star, and 14 Combat Air Medals. He is a veteran of several different conflicts, including Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom. And uh, his dedication to service has been a consistent theme throughout his life, both in and out of the military. Um, he has written a book as well, and he will be speaking at the Gourmet Pasta Dinner and he will, uh, you know, tickets are open for the public right. and uh, he is eager to be here. So we look forward to having him. He has actually flown uh, in some of the helicopters that are featured this year at oh. our um, at our race. That There's something I didn't mention to you. We have military flyovers Fantastic. at our event, which you don't want to miss this year because it's going to be really cool this Fantastic. year. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited to have Brian Slade. Uh, come be our speaker this year and be a part of our event. So I hope other people can come out and listen to what he has to say. He has a great story and a lot of uh, resilience. Um, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Like um, uh, tips. That's not the right word. That is yeah. such a terrible word to explain what he brings <laughs> to the table. But he writes in his book about overcoming um, PTSD. Sure. And so um, from his perspective, that applies to military but also just people in general who have experienced, you know, PTSD. And so uh, we're really excited. We're looking forward to having him. So if you'd like to see Mr. Slade speak, buy your tickets to the spaghetti dinner, Mm -hmm. pasta dinner. Yes. Um, He will be, that is open to the public. We will put a link on the, to the website where you can buy your tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, He sounds amazing. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to meet him. I Mm -hmm. promise I will not be a fool (laughs) like I was with Mr. Galloway. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. So again, thanks for being here. You are welcome. Thank you.